Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So, I've been trying to think about what this podcast actually is. What's the point? What am I doing here? Because, you know, you see a lot of podcasts and it's people interviewing people and, you know, talking about, sharing about common interests, things they're into, or it's going down a particular you know, path, you subscribe to a path on fiction writing or kayaking or hunting or whatever it is. So you sign up and you know what you're getting. And when I look over the the library, I'm at like almost 200 episodes now. What I see most commonly in this podcast is me ranting, <laughs> me uh, using it as a verbal journal of sorts to just offload and express my mind. Sometimes I go a bit different, but that's generally where I'm at. So if you're listening, um, <laughs> you're, I don't know what value you're getting. Maybe you're connecting, maybe you're seeing some similar trains of thought. Maybe just like my voice, I've been told that people think that my voice is all right, but for me, it's just my voice. So yes. Anyway, I had a overwhelming desire to just record something today. And basically that desire relates to the Christmas season overwhelm. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to call this episode, ah, Christmas. Um, <laughs> because, ugh, right, I'm looking over at my monthly plan. I have I have a monthly two monthly planners on my wall for the month of December and January now. So I can see day by day what I've got and what I'm planning. And it's full. It's not full, but it's full enough. It's full enough for me. It's there's there's weddings, there's birthdays, there's Christmases on all sides of the family, there's extra gatherings. It's just full. And this happens to me every year. I feel like if, if you looked back over the entirety of the podcast that I've been doing, I've done a podcast like this every single year, and I'm probably saying the exact same thing every single year, because I feel the same way about it every single year, although now I probably have a little bit more self-awareness as to being like, well, what's going on here? A couple of days ago, I had a friend's wedding. The wedding was lovely. It was nice, but it was just lots in the sense that it was a long time to be around a lot of people. I'm, I'm, I've read a book called The Highly Sensitive Person, and this book sort of really delved into exactly how it, it sort of highlighted my feelings about a lot of stuff. It sort of expressed how I feel about gatherings and uh, people and overwhelm. It, it's, it's, of all the books I've ever read, it hit the nail on the head with my personality more than anything else. And I've always thought that I was introverted, but I think I'm not as introverted as I thought I was. I think I just get overwhelmed easily. I get, I don't like lots of noises, loud, uh, loud situations, lots of people. I'm looking at my window at my home gym that I've you know, built up over the years, and I think it's almost perfect. It's got everything I would possibly need. But the main thing it's got is silence and a lack of other people. I was talking to a friend at the wedding and he was talking about how he's going to set up a home cinema. 
you know, in a, in a way that's like, it sounds absolutely incredible. And he added in the best thing. He's like, the best thing is there's no one else there, as in I don't need to deal with people. And you can, you can sort of, I sort of look at this from a couple of perspectives. I don't dislike people. I like people. I like certain people. It's just that people in big groups and circumstances that I'm out of control with and obligations and too many things back to back to back to back to back grinds me down. I, as I'm looking at the date of recording, it's the 30th of the 11th. So we're almost into December and I'm looking at my December and it is packed and stupid me keeps booking in more stuff. <laughs> you know, I've got to, got to do a first aid, um, top up. I've got a seminar that a friend said, like, and it's the only time that's available to do for, um, and a Wim Hof, uh, breathing slash ice bath sort of, sort of experience. And I'm like, that sounds great. And it sort of highlighted the, the difference between an obligation and something that I'm like super keen on doing. It's like, yes, that sounds great. And I sort of jumped on board and signed up. But then as I compare that to other social gatherings, that feel more like obligations. But the thing is, is a lot of them only feel like obligations because they're all coming all at once. I've got my son's birthday. Um, birthday party with his friends and then his real birthday on the day and he's got a he's got a graduation he's got like a whole variety of things happening and it's just so much and I was just stepping back and sort of thinking it's been a few days since the wedding and I am sort of replaying the night in my mind over and over and over again it's like I'm trying to decompress it's like I said to my wife I've had it feels like I've had hundreds of conversations hours of conversations in the last 10 minutes it feels like i've i've i'm just my nervous system's exposed i feel raw i feel just absolutely terrible it's it's an overwhelm she wants my help setting up the house and making plans and doing all of these other things and i can't help but i can't help but feel like i just don't have the energy to 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 commit to it i don't have the the mental space the spoons the the thought process i just don't feel good last night i had some blessed time alone and i just i watched a movie i read some books and then i just laid on the couch in silence <laughs> just laid there like just letting just just decompressing because it's like even even passive entertainment like a book or a movie was still too much for me it's like i just need silence I'm, I'm moving towards not listening to podcasts not listening to music just finding those moments where i can just be by myself and my thoughts but the problem is is that when you're by yourself and by your thoughts anxiety and rumination and all of that sort of stuff pops up so before you get to the good the good aspects of silence you've got to get past that shit and <laughs> that in itself is also hard so it's sort of a journey of self-discovery, a journey of self-planning, but it's, I don't know. But back to, back to the point of this podcast, I had this desire to express and explain myself here to you, dear listener, <laughs> whoever, whoever you are. Um, I, I guess I sort of use this podcast and writing as a form of therapy. I've been releasing some, um, some pieces of writing on my blog, on my website, and on Medium that are basically just writing therapy. 
So perhaps I'll link you to my most recent one. It is it is a tough read. It's it's I I called it in the end nothing even matters. And it's basically something I've been trying to write honestly for the last five years. I couldn't tell you how long. Well, I could tell you exactly how long. It's it's it, it, it it's as a response to the lead singer of Lincoln Park's passing. So we're going to get a bit dark here, but he he took his own life, and ever since then I haven't been able to listen to the music. But you know, growing up, their first two albums, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, were like anthems. Were what I listened to. So this writing piece, I just sort of I was listening to both of those albums as I was writing it, and I was not in a good state that day. So I wrote and wrote and wrote and just expressed my feelings about his passing and the related feelings and mental health and suicide and all of that sort of stuff in general. And it's intense. And once again, I'm not sure if there is an intended audience. It is it is primarily written for me, but, you know, by me, for me. I don't know. But I do get the occasional comment and response and private message saying, hey, what you're saying, what you're feeling, what you're expressing, I can relate to. My, my, my question is, is, does that help you? Yes, you can relate, but is that a helpful thing? I think it might be, but I think I guess the ultimate reason why I'm, I'm sharing it is this to, to model a behavior of self-therapy model the behavior of a way to use your writing to express yourself. It's interesting, my writing career, I sort of oscillate between being super heightened, aware of exactly what I'm doing, you know, on the podcast and on my blog and with all the stuff I'm doing, how much I'm sharing of my life or my inner world. And it, it sort of smacks me in the face and it's confronting. And then other days I am totally fine with it. I sort of oscillate between these two. The previous podcast, I just talked with my wife about writing kink um, erotica, and it's overwhelming, it's embarrassing, and I've chatted to a few other friends, and they're like, you know, you sure you don't want to use a, a pen name? You know, what if it comes out, what if it gets back to you, all of this sort of stuff? And yeah, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's scary, and not just that, like, all of the stuff I'm doing here, you know, people have access to my fears, my vulnerabilities, my issues. But then I also think that over the long, long term, none of this really matters. I mean, what, what do we leave this life with, right? What, what's left behind? It's just a legacy. It's a, you know, accumulation of stuff. It's, it's, a, it's some, some data in a bank. It's the connections that we make with people. It's the impact we have. Then it's ultimately forgotten. So then I wonder, is like, well, surely it's worth it, right? Because no matter what I do, no matter what job I do, there's going to be bad aspects to it. It's sort of which, which bad aspect do I accept and what good aspects do I accept? What influence can I make? 
Ideally, I have my work being something positive that makes a long-term impact. Ideally, all my work does that. Ideally, my life does that. But then I'm like, well, what drive do I have to even push down that path? As you can see, I feel a bit rambly and a bit overwhelmed and a bit just <sighs> lots, right? I'm, I'm trying to work out the best way to just survive December. But I hate that I have to just survive it. Like, why is there a month to a month and a half of every year that I just have to get through? <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, that whole concept really irks me. I don't like that I need, I have Valium as a backup, that I have, to, that it's sort of like I'm relying on this chemical to knock me out when I need it. I don't like that I have to plan. I don't like that I have to have my life seemingly devoted to maintaining stability. Why is it so hard? Why? <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know. It, 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 it really is, is sort of like spiritually depressing, fundamentally insulting that for whatever reason, despite the fact that I have a good job and a good family and a good life, I'm physically fit and healthy. I look all right. You know, I'm, I'm growing in success with the work I'm doing. That it all just requires so much effort. <laughs> Maybe that's just the reality of life. I'm like, I guess it is the reality of life, but it just, at times like December, just feels very much like, why does it have to be this way? You know? Anyway, I, <laughs> I, in the past, I would have liked to end my blog posts and podcasts with sort of a positive, uplifting message of like how I'm getting through it. But I think the reality is, is that it's just, it is something to get through. <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I am planning things. I am, I've got a psychologist session coming up. I've got taking time off. I'm prioritizing um, self-care over content creation in terms of writing and stuff. But that once again comes at its own cost. It's like, well, why do I have to, why do I have to put this stuff first? Why should I have to? The answer is because if I don't, things to fall. But then I also am aware that a lot of what I'm causing, or a lot of what's happening in my mind is caused by myself. It's a lot of preemptory anxiety. It's a lot of self-overwhelm. It's a lot of rumination. When it comes down to it, it is me building up myself to be, have issues with myself. It's, it's, it's a cycle of thought patterns that aren't ideal, that can be addressed and pushed back upon. But then once again, I'm, I'm, uh, I now have to do that work. And I guess once like, like, like the sort of job that you have, every, everyone has their cross to bear. Everyone has a thing that they have to do to get by. And this is just mine, I suppose. There's something else that's sort of a bit off topic, but I, I lost the post. I would have posted this on social, but I wanted to sort of just address it. 
There's a post about a BPD in a BPD group, borderline personality disorder, and it said something along the lines of everyone is accepting and caring about BPD until you have an episode you know, in front of them, directed at them. And then, you know, the implication is that they, they the person runs or that they get insulted or that they don't like it. And all the comments were like, yeah, that exactly happens, yada, yada. But for me, I, I, I take issue. And and it's not just with BPD, it's with, with any sort of mental illness. People are supportive. People do care. But if you act in a way that is insulting or aggressive or upsetting or depressing or, you know, in any way that impacts someone else, by definition, they're impacted. I could support someone's alcoholism and sort of recovery, but if if they get super drunk at something and cause a scene, I'm going to be upset about that. If someone's depressed and, you know, they, they by their depression, cause something to happen, that will impact me. If someone's very anxious and their anxiety is highlighting stuff and that anxious highlights causes me to feel anxious, then by definition I'm impacted. If the condition you have can impact other people or the expression of that condition can come across as aggression or rage or something that can be taken a certain way, something that can be confronting, then yeah, people are going to be impacted and they're not going to like it, at least in the moment. And I'm talking from experience from both perspectives. When I am not feeling good, i.e. right now, I have a tendency to internalize, to become quite anxious, to, to feel sort of always on edge, and therefore I have a tendency to lash out. Not intentionally, but things become so overwhelming that that's just what happens. It's like I've been pushed to the edge and then it's just, I just snap. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to prioritize my ability to maintain work and to turn up to the things that I'm obliged to turn up to. But unfortunately, to do that, it requires a lot of mental effort. And that mental effort that would usually go into quote-unquote normal social interactions to maintaining my mood to all the things that I do to just stay functional starts to drop away, the edges fall away, and thus I can snap, thus I can get a bit moody, thus I can make accusations and externalize the blame for certain things in a way that I normally wouldn't. Now, if I do this, and... I do that to someone in the sense that I'm starting to blame someone or I'm aggressive or I'm angry or I'm rude and that's an expression of my mental illness. That person that is around me will be impacted. And even though they care, they will be hurt by my words and my actions. Having a mental illness is not an excuse or a reason to treat someone poorly, even if the the quote-unquote tr- treating someone poorly is an expression of that mental illness. I feel overwhelmed by Christmas, right? It's likely an expression of my mental illness. 
but if I am rude over this time to you, you have a right to be impacted by that. You can both care about my condition, want to help me, but also be insulted and want to rectify that. That's just basic human nature. And it would be unreasonable for me to expect you to roll over for me and just accept it. What I do hope is that you give some charity, that you understand or at least have in your mind that it's not an intentional thing and that we both come to a conclusion or an idea that we can discuss it and talk back and forwards and say, hey, when you said this, this is how it made me feel. And I can say, well, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, yeah, I get it. I'm sorry for it. I can see how that would be impacting, but this is how I'm feeling given my circumstances. And talk it back and forwards and come up with some solutions and say, hey, like, this is what I need for you when I'm feeling this way. And like, hey, you know, well, that's fair enough. But if, if I'm to do that, then I need this from you in response. And basically just have an open dialogue about it. I think, I think there's this sort of myth in the mental health community of some groups particularly that you need to if someone accepts your condition they're just going to accept everything about it and then that gives you free license to act however you like it doesn't be caring be concerned be concerned be be accepting but also make sure that all parties are respecting all parties and that you've got an opportunity for open, honest discussion and make sure that all parties are on board. You've got to talk about it. You've got to talk about it before things arise. And that's sort of what I'm attempting to do here with this podcast, I suppose, as well as like, hey, if you're wondering why I'm like this, listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a lot, right? So, I guess, I guess the, the act of talking through this to you itself is refreshing. This is, you know, talking therapy is an act of therapy. Writing therapy is an act of therapy. Like I said, I'll, um, I'll chuck some links to the, the, the most recent, um, writing therapy piece when it goes up. I'll link it on this podcast so you can check it out. And, I do strongly suggest that you give it a try if you have listened to this whole podcast um, and want to try. Um, I'll chuck a link to that to that writing therapy thing and also chuck a link to um, a course I've got on Insight Timer and on Skillshare. I've got a couple of courses on writing therapy. But the, look, do the courses if you want because it'll give you a more structured thing of what I'm about to tell you now. But basically, literally, you just get a pen and write and you don't edit. You just, you just go. You don't think about who's going to read it. You don't have to read it yourself. You can throw it out afterwards. Similar to this podcast, I had no idea of what I wanted to talk about. I'm just talking. Same as what you would do if you had a listening friend or a therapist. Like, just express yourself. And there's a few things you can do with that piece afterwards. You can look back over it and review it and sort of go, well, how do I feel about it now? There's a, there's a whole process to it. But the core crux is write or talk. And the act of writing or talking will make you feel better, at least somewhat. But the good thing about a page is that you're not talking to an actual person. It's just expression. 
And in a sense, this podcast is sort of like that in the sense that, yes, you're listening, but you're not in front of me right now. I'm not having to deal with your emotional reactions to my words. I'm not having to respond to the questions you ask that will derail my train of thought. I can just express. And that expression is something that we might all need. You know, like, this isn't common just for, for writing or talking, you know, dance, move, draw, paint, do whatever it is, just express. So I'll link to the to the, to the writing therapy piece, and I'll link to those two courses for you. And if you like them, check them out. It does support the podcast. So anyway, um, I hope you have a okay holiday season. I hope you get through it. I hope you survive it. Um, I don't know how much stuff I'll be putting out there over the holiday season because of, you know, <laughs> I've just been talking about. Um, but we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe in in response to all of that emotional overwhelm, something positive will come from it. Who knows? Anyway, cheers.